Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Everything is blurry. Everything is something else. Dee, 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 dee. Puddle of mud there on the Luke and Pete show. Because uh, because in this new economy, we could just like it's not we're not playing copyrighted music. We're remixing it, Luke. We're playing yeah. with it. We're we're tearing at the fabrics and and reimagining it. Re it basically the world of IP infringement is a Mr. Potato Head, and as long as you just move the features around a little bit, everything's fine. <laughs> Oh yeah, we were, we were slagging off, weren't we? The old Limp Biscuit lyrics the other week. I think Puddle of Mud probably send them pretty close. So probably did force them into <laughs> did, a photo finish. I'm fairly certain that Fred Durst was uh, instrumental in Puddle of Mud um, getting a record deal. I might have got that I think massively we wrong. Have only begun barely to... scratched the surface of Fred Durst's Fred Durst's crimes against crime. music up until now. <laughs> Over time, they will come to the fore. And yeah. there will be us out there who stood tall at the time and now saying, we always knew, we always knew yeah. the crimes yeah. against music and popular culture that man was capable of. It wasn't just a backwards cap. That was the tip <laughs> of the iceberg. Have there you got a lot have you more got, going on. Is there any... And so, um, oh, God, what was the name of their... Zing Duo. Uh, I'm going to type their name into... Uh, yeah, so Zing Duo is a saxophonist, uh, male and female vocal uh, group duo, uh, if you will, who uh, basically just play hotels up and down where I went on holiday last week. The weekend. bongos. No bongos, just a saxophonist, a woman from Liverpool who sings uh, beautifully and plays her saxophone uh, while another bloke uh, basically just uh, plays plays the uh, plays the piano. And I think also he doubles up as a Elton John enthusiast slash nice. um, cover artist as well. Uh, but well worth a well worth a Google Zing Duo. Uh, give him a look. They are just great stuff. They're just great stuff. They do so many different acts. Zing duo, yeah, I'm looking Zing at them now. I'm looking at mm. the old Insta. Mm. Uh, I stuff. don't think they do look great. I think they look absolutely <laughs> terrible. And I'm not having Luke. a go at them. I, I think, you know, they're doing their thing. They're making yeah. their money. Yeah. Good on them. They're having a great time. I, I, And there's nothing wrong with that. And like I said, I'm yeah. not having a go, but I just don't like it. How how much do you reckon? I, with stuff like that, it's quite light, I suppose. Kind of um, all you need is a saxophone, a PA, and a... A, a, I guess a, a, a piano, piano or something. Yeah. Is there is there is there something to be said for like how much money they're making a, a, a night? That's what I'm thinking. 
Well, if you get a book for the season, you probably get a decent wish, don't you? But I, I think it's fine mm. for me to say that I don't think they look very good. I'm not expecting them to like our show. You know, <laughs> that's true. What I'm, if they were? I'm looking listeners? for a bit of fellow kind of performer solidarity. <laughs> they probably never listened to an episode. They never will. They, mm. Everyone listens to podcasts these days. They've probably scrolled past this podcast and thought, "I'm not listening to that. It doesn't sound very good." No, and that's, that's up to true. them. Yeah. But if I went to that to a hotel and they were playing in the lobby. <laughs> I wouldn't do anything drastic. I wouldn't ask to check out or whatever, but I'd probably think see it as a minor inconvenience to my stay. <laughs> I wouldn't do anything drastic. Like, you know, really upset. Do you know what, what, what? One of the worst things to happen is when, like, a guy playing the guitar or whatever comes up to your table while you're eating dinner. Is yeah. there anyone that likes that? Yeah, it's it's more it's more just the I don't have a I don't I don't really carry cash anymore so i can't tip do you know what i mean but you you cannot stop putting your hand in your pocket and getting cash out to solve all your problems that's that's not what they're asking for they're already being paid <laughs> oh, my right point, okay my, yeah, yeah my point my, my my issue isn't that my issue is it's like okay it's a slightly different way but perhaps related and maybe i'm, I'm on shakier ground by the way did you do an intro i can't even remember i wasn't listening I think I just sang a Puddle of Mud, Blurry. It's okay. the Luke and Pete show. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moore. Uh, it's basically, like, so, if you like Puddle of Mud, you'll love the Luke and Pete show because we're the only fuckers <laughs> who are mentioning them. Yeah, they, they're, they're fucking delighted to get a mention. Their Google alert set up on their email address will be fucking popping off um, for the first time in years. I mm. All I was going to say was, it's, a, it's it's of the same genre as the... Let's all come up and sing happy birthday to someone in a restaurant when it's their birthday. Now, if you're over the age of fucking 10, I don't yeah. think you should enjoy that. <laughs> I don't know. If you've ever had it sung to you in the uh, Rainforest Cafe, which uh, is definitely what happened uh, to me one time when a, a friend was uh, taking the piss, being silly. Yeah, it's a little stitch-up. That's fine. It's a great a little, little gag. <laughs> it's a great little gag. But yeah, I, 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 no, I, I don't no mind that. Done. Yeah. I don't but mind. you can I mean, surely you must think. Say you're out, particularly say you're out, say you're out on a first date or something, and you're mm. having dinner at a restaurant, and you've I don't know you've booked somewhere without really thinking about it. You did it last minute, yeah, and it was okay, but it wasn't great. And there was a guy with an acoustic guitar, and he came up and started singing right next to your table. Yeah, you telling me you'd enjoy that? I, I think if he was singing about me, like sort of going, his little man with his little moustache. <laughs> He looks kind of skinny, yeah. but he's also got a little bit of a belly on him. He's a man yeah. who's gone to seed. And he just like sings a little song about me. <laughs> I think that would be a lovely little a lovely little moment. You would hate that. No, I would. I would fucking abhor it. And I hate, rightly so. I hate magic. I hate p- people who just... I, I just hate people who get in my face. And, and you are one who loves getting in people's faces. <laughs> I, I mean... What do you mean by that, though? Because I'm not rude, am I? No. Like, you no. just don't... You just... You just... You just... You're perfect because you just want to know... I like to poke and prod. You like to poke and prod. You basically, I was watching this um, little mini documentary about some lads who sort of go around, kind of basically just Trump rallies and stuff, and just just shove a microphone in, uh, under someone's nose, uh, like a biker rally or, a, or and just or a flat Earth uh, rally, and just nice. uh, and just kind of. Um, just count the seconds until they start talking about the Jews, and it, and, and and they always they always and and it, it, and it was quite it's quite beautiful. He did sort of go, honestly, you don't even ask have to ask a leading question about the Jews. You just wait, and they always just mention the fucking Jews eventually. And um, I was just talking about yeah, and and they and and this guy they just they've got like a motorhome 
the young lad, and he just goes around these kind of rallies and just wears a dirty old charity shop suit uh, and just basically just puts a microphone under people's faces and stuff. And and you're a little bit like that. It's basically the job that. you used to do at Absolute Radio. Right <laughs> they were there. They were. Th- if you're yeah. there on the red carpet, expect me to... Have a chat to you about your fucking new album of somewhat. Charity shop suit, check. Shoving a microphone in people's face, check. Bad conspiracy theorist, check. <laughs> yeah. What so, were they saying, these guys? Was it was it good? What's it called? You can't remember, can I can't, you? I can't remember. It was a it was a Vice documentary about these uh, lads. They, anyway. Do they still do some good ones, Vice? They used to do some really good ones. Yeah, here and there. I think I think the the the, the belly's fallen out of it a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's it, it, it was. It's quite a nice I, um, piece about a couple of lads just doing the thing. I watched a I watched a documentary, three part documentary on Discovery Plus. Um, Ooh, it was the weekend, someone's paying for Discovery Plus, eh? Yeah, well, because um, the Wi-Fi I have access to has got uh, an affliction where she will automatically subscribe to any premium piece of content available in our house. Yeah, and uh, then so, and you don't know. How, yeah, I bet you don't even know how many subscriptions you've. Uh, no, nah. and the thing the thing about it is, I was because it's impossible to keep up with. I, I, I think I've been sitting on a lot of good quality TV that I didn't think I could watch because <laughs> <laughs> I found out that I can. Anyway, yeah. there was this documentary series three parter called Unprecedented on Discovery Plus. Yeah, about um, the twenty twenty election. And the great thing is, because the Trump campaign, the Trump operation is honestly so unprofessional, Yeah, this guy called Alex someone, I forget his name, I heard, I heard about this, this documentary because I heard him interviewed about it, mm. and I thought, oh, that sounds interesting, I'll go and watch that. And he um, he basically, as a British kind of filmmaker, of no real kind of repute, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good documentary, it's not amazing, but it's okay. But my point is, he's not like... He's not like Werner Herzog or Nick Broomfield. He's like a, you know, a jobbing guy, really. Yeah. He just got complete access to the, all the Trump family, and they didn't ask for any creative or editorial control. <laughs> and, and what's happened is um, he's come up with this three-parter. The first one's on the campaign trail, the second one's on the election night, I think, and the third one's on the January 6th thing, hmm. the um, storming of the Capitol. And um, <laughs> as soon as it was released, the January 6th investigation committee said, well, we're subpoenaing all that footage. And and just took all his footage because because he's had so much amazing access they didn't even know was possible was happening. Yeah. Oh, so, lovely old job. Anyway, so that that's that's worth a watch. It's quite interesting. I didn't think it was I didn't think it was that good. Yeah. Um, but it's it's very um, is it, I think he's on purpose. He's made it very like Succession. Mm. Okay. Like, right. He interviews all the kids, interviews the dad, like in, in the kind of settings and the set that you would see in the show Succession. Mm. Um, so it's quite it's quite an interesting nod but it's it, it, pretty interesting anyway um, I can't remember what I was going to say but ultimately that is quite a good documentary to, to watch and going back to the Vice thing they did a couple of really good ones one was about um, the, the musical phenomenon of Donk okay yeah yeah we talked about that in was that in Wigan yeah. was that what we talked about Wigan? yeah it was well, based yeah, in yeah. Wigan yeah that's right we talked about it. and the yeah. other one was yeah because we mentioned it when we were talking about Richard Ashcroft well it was Vice who made that documentary donk, donk, I think they called it <laughs> and there was another one about an organised crime guy in Liverpool who right. was just the most terrifying man he ran this gym and he was it was very very frightening but very interesting mm. they seemed to get really good access with that as well yeah can I uh, can I interest you in a video that I uh, completely neglected to send you right before we started? Uh, I've just sent it to your WhatsApp. Uh, basically, the baseball season's been running for um, three hundred million years uh, at this point, yeah. and and never stops. They reckon they reckon that just this year, the people who are watching uh, the baseball 
a, a slowly starting to go a bit mad. Um, and this is a really yeah. good example of it. There's a man uh, desc- <laughs> describe. He's putting he a straw to- through a hot dog. <laughs> He's putting a straw through a hot dog to make a hot dog uh, a meaty straw, effectively. <laughs> And then he's picked up his pint from the floor and he's just seeing what the pint tastes like sucked through the sucked through He's the basically straw. doing what, what, exactly what you do when you have to sit in one place for more than five minutes. Right, what have I got around me that I can turn into something? And if you've got nothing, you'll end up just drawing pictures. It's, of, um, I, I, just... I remember once you drawing a picture of um, a, a heart... Mm. After someone quite famous had a heart attack, okay. and you wrote their name across it, right. and you gave it to me as a joke, yeah. I didn't think about it, pinned it up on the notice board of my house, yeah. it's quite a nicely rendered, nicely drawn thing, mm. uh, realised it had been in the background of all my videos when we were, during COVID good for, stuff. for months and months. I wonder who so, that was. Are you, are you, is your angle here suggesting that um, the guy has been sent so mad by the longevity of baseball yeah. that he's, he's he's actually doing that. He's just got... And, and what I like about the video is, and we can post it online um, via Rory, um, it's basically him <laughs> making a, making his own little meaty straw and sucking it through, sucking the beer through it. Um, I, I quite like the title, the title of the video is Life Sentence, sentence No Parole. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and I... It's going to taste disgusting, isn't it? Just fizzy lager and salty hot dog flavoured wa- uh, water, uh, aka the biscuit. biscuit. Um, <laughs> the, uh, and, and, and what I like about it is he's just going about it. He's not showing off to his friends. I, I think nope. he's alone. I think he's there alone. And he's just. Uh, he's he's just almost doing... certainly alone in a lot of aspects <laughs> of his life. He's just doing that. Oh, yeah. lordy. Peter. Speaking of um, rights things as well, something I, I also forgot to mention that I really wanted to ask you about is have mm. you heard the, and Rory can play this out, um, I don't think it, it matters in terms of rights, um, have you heard the the sound of the black hole? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, to be honest, I think if anyone's, anybody thinks they can kind of um, uh, assert the rights to the sound of a fucking black hole, I mean, good good on you. Good luck. Good luck. That's and we've what got say. nothing but respect for the James Webb Space Telescope. You know, no one <laughs> supported right. that more than us. So yeah, we deserve it. <laughs> yeah, but you've heard it, right? I've Get heard it. To play yeah. it out, it's right? pretty. Uh, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's uh, it's basically they've. It's it's not exactly the sound of it of a black hole, but it's certainly the sound of it. I, I don't know what it is. I didn't really re- read it uh, properly, uh, as you could, as you can well imagine. But it, it's it's uh, the closest approximation of what a black hole actually sounds like. No. Yeah, so it's essentially built from um, a load of different data. Mm. But first of all, let's give it a listen. All right. There you go. See, it's quite spooky. That is quite spooky. It sounds like something off um, the video game Mass Effect 3. Yeah, it sounds like exactly what you'd imagine one to sound like, which yeah. I like. Yeah. But secondly, so to answer your question, I believe it's built from a load of different data points. But what they've also had to do is they've had to bump it up about 4 million octaves mm. and they've had to speed it up because I think the cycle is something like 10 million years right. uh, okay. to, to manipulate it to get to a position where you can actually hear it. Yeah. But yeah. ultimately, I suppose it's... I, I suppose. I mean, I'm not a scientist or an astronomer. I suppose it's probably accurately, I suppose it's like the essence of the black hole sound. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's quite frightening. And I, I was thinking to myself when I heard it, because I played it out on the radio last week, and um, I was thinking to myself, imagine if it just sounded really jaunty. 
Yeah, that would be kind of... Because it sounds frivolous, but there's nothing to suggest that because of our perception of what a black hole is, it should sound like that. Yeah. There's no reason it should. Like, why have they not bumped up a few more octaves to make it a little bit more? Why have they not put it in a major key? Oh, right. If it, to, yeah, what if it, yeah, they put like little one-second samples on a, on a synth keyboard and let Jean-Michel Jarre onto it. Just no. I mean, if you if you're going to manipulate it that much, yeah. why not rehabilitate the reputation of the black hole? Put a just, li- just give it a nice sound. Put a little, uh, put a little kind of voice, a, a little vocal uh, box through it, like Peter Frampton. Or that would be now you're talking. Roll. Now you are put, talking. Feed me. That'd be brilliant. Um, bit, a bit of Fred Durst over the top to go. Yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> break stuff we can't nothing yeah, can escape exactly. in the black hole we can't break anything in this black hole Fred like Fred you've got nothing going on in here Stop you're it, probably going to be very very fortunate to keep your cap on there's no no there's no metal there's nothing in here mate it's chomped the lot no, don't worry about it do you remember for a time new metal was being called sport metal do you remember that it was because they were wearing a lot of adidas clothing that was kind did of did I make like... that up I think it was because like you would like baggy jeans with rigueur and then but these but Korn would wear a lot of Adidas. Obviously, Fred Durst would wear a lot of Adidas. Yeah, I think I think it was mainly because of the clothes they wore. No. Well, I, I, when I was when we were talking about it, when we were talking about the um, the old um, what's it called the old Woodstock thing the other week, <clears throat> I was thinking to myself, I'm pretty sure when I was at uni, people were calling it sport metal. So I googled yeah. it, but I couldn't find any results. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I reckon. Mm, so. Anyway. I reckon so. um, Let's have a quick break. When we come back, we'll do a couple of emails, Peter, because we haven't done any emails for a wee while. All right, then. Let's do some bloody emails. We'll be back in a second. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss it's the Luke of Pete show I'm Pete Donaldson it's Monday so we're going to be reading out some of your emails before we get there actually uh, Luke uh, did you know that expiration dates on stuff like corn peas carrots largely I mean largely 
it doesn't matter. You can eat them for 20 years. Like, I know he talks about a guy who eats a lot of um, stuff, a lot of, like, uh, old uh, rations and stuff from the Civil War and that. But canned foods, they reckon, mm. scientists, boffins and that, uh, they're basically boffins, serving yeah. definitely. And as long as you store them in temperature below 75 degrees uh, Fahrenheit, you could probably eat them for, like, five years after the purchase. Huh. <laughs> Good news for fans of the apocalypse on the way. Good news, and I, but I mean, just look for just one thing to keep an eye out. Just make sure, uh, make sure you just you don't eat anything from a from a big uh, can that's uh, that's kind of swollen because that is a warning sign that it might have some harmful toxins in there. Great fucking public service announcement, that Peter. There's loads. I, mean, I don't know how you feel. Here we go. Fro- I, 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 so, so, go so I mean, obviously, the, the we've had uh, a lot of. Um, a lot of shit at the moment saying, oh, I mean, you can eat, like, off food, actually. What's wrong with eating off food? And a lot of, like, uh, uh, blogs and uh, newspapers and stuff are running these pieces uh, in anticipation for a pretty serious recession uh, where people will have to cannibalise their, 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 their old folks. Uh, but uh, this piece is not written on these As long shows. as they're in cans. As long Fine. as they're in cans. But um, stale bread, still safe bread. But just don't eat those mouldy slices, baby. Yeah, that's. What, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm, you know, living in the future here. But mm. when it comes to certain things, I just if it's a if it's bread with a little bit of mould on the crust, I'll just pull that bit off. Yeah, I think that's which fair. I get in trouble for, by the way. Oh, why? Because that's the most delicious my, bread. The Wi-Fi I've access to <laughs> thinks that I shouldn't be reducing myself to that. But mm. but um, and the yogurt, it gets a bit mouldy. Yogurt's much nicer when it's gone past the date. It gets much creamier. Mm. Oh. Obviously, you can't eat the mouldy bit, so I just scrape it off. <laughs> that's I'm tardy. I'm, I'm not tardy. What am I? I'm, I'm thrifty. Thrifty. I'm thrifty. That's fair. Yeah. Look, you're resourceful. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm of the opinion. So I'm like. So my partner is uh, excellent in a million different ways, but then, but with um, frozen food, she never sees the freezer. So like, she never fr- sees right. food that's old. So she'll go. She'll go. We haven't got any food in. I go, Sarah. I can whip up. A disgusting meal uh, from the yeah. stuff we've got in the freezer, and I do, and it's always disgusting. But you, what is it? What normally do you do? What kind of stuff? You find a protein, you mix it with uh, some bulk rice I bought from the uh, Asian supermarket around the corner. Uh, brought it home in the scooter. Smells like petrol now. Um, and uh, yeah, just and 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 if there's an uh, if there's an asparagus sprig from the bottom of the fridge, I'll stick that in as well. Right, stop there. Right. Stop there. Right. Mm. Yeah. Listen, people listening, Luke and Peter are family listening to this. If you can honestly tell me mm. you can think of or have witnessed or experienced a more depressing prospect than that, <laughs> hello at lukeandpeach.com. And I'll just reiterate what he said, okay? Find a protein in the freezer. Find some <laughs> of the... Um, Batch, massive batch of rice that I bought that now smells like petrol. Yeah. And pick up an asparagus sprig from the bottom of the fridge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you so wonder why the lives. partner you have access to wants to fucking get a takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, happily have the takeaway as well. Did I make that yeah, very clear? Yeah, yeah. If you're anything like me, you basically get a whole meal plan going. You get go shopping, get all the food in for the week, and then on about Tuesday, you go, oh, fancy a takeaway now. Yeah, massively. Yeah, that, that is um, definitely me. I just but I was going to say, stop eating takeaway. On your canned food shout, so mm. I don't know how you feel. Maybe this is an old person's cliche. Maybe people listening to this who are a lot younger than us are going to be like, oh, grow up, granddad. Fine. But I feel like the, the world is going on a particular, only in one direction, really, right? Right. And I'll be honest with you. I think it's going to shit, okay? <laughs> I think there's a reasonable chance 
that in between five and ten years' time, the world's going to look a lot different. And I think we'll look back and we'll be glad of Pete's canned food advice. That's what I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I, I'm I'm just helping out. I, it, you, we always hear about the post-apocalyptic kind of wastelands, nuclear wastelands, where we're eating uh, irradiated um, uh, bison meat. I've been training uh, from, for that for years. Prairie. I live in West Norwood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, yeah, I'm I'm teaching them how to just just make your peas go a bit longer from the can. It's worth it. Um, we promised an email. We're yeah, going to do it. Deliver an email. Yeah. Uh, it's an email from Alex. I Alex. like the energy of this. Yeah. I like. We talked a little bit. Uh, I think didn't we on Thursday about you know brew dog energy and kind mm. of. I think I think there's a lot of interesting energy about the subject of this email that I want to talk about. So thank you for sending it in, Alex. He has of course emailed hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. Mm. And he says, Hi, Luke and Pete. This is something which has been occupying my mind since the band Muse released their latest single, Will of the People, a few weeks ago. Yeah. I used to find Muse a fairly pompous but entertaining musical outfit, but I believe if you put them under the microscope, you'll see that they've evolved into something grotesque and offensive. A lot like their previous releases, Will of the People talks about revolutions, bringing down institutions, and hitting back against the system. But what system are Muse rebelling against? The system that benefits three white straight dudes from Cambridge? What institutions are they wanting to take down? The record labels who put out their shit music every year. I should just interject there and say that I think only one of them's from Cambridge. I think the rest of them are from... Devon? One's from Stockport and the other one's from Devon. I think they formed in Devon. Uh, But anyway, Alex, that doesn't undermine your point. Alex picks up the story and says, bands like Self-Esteem and Idols uh, actually name-check the social issues they want to talk about. Do Muse do that? No. If they have such a problem with, quote, the system, why don't they specify who exactly they have a problem with? All they do is make sweeping generic statements about revolution so posh boys can sing along and convince themselves they're victims in a world which is set up for them. If you need any more reasons to hate them, listen to their cover of Feeling Good by Nina Simone. They've been pulling the wool over our eyes for too long. We need to rebel rebel against Muse. We need a revolution from Alex. Now... (laughs) That email is essentially and ostensibly a gripe from a listener who doesn't like Muse. That's it. Normally, it doesn't pass mm. the threshold to get in to the email inbox, but it did on this occasion, and I'll tell you why, Pete Donaldson. The reason is, I think he's right around the dog whistly conspiracy theory stuff that Muse have been doing for quite some time now, and mm. no one's really calling him out on it, so I thank Alex for doing so. The will of the... I mean, they, they use the word sheeple, uh, in uh, great, in, in that is messages. great. And but I, you know, I, I I was in music radio, and I've always, when I have interviewed them, they always seem like stand up, not like with the, the pomposity as their music have got has got more uh, general uh, and basic and pompous and stupid and you know just just overblown. I feel that they've gotten. I, I feel that they are have become nicer and nicer and more down to earth. And but really? if you're putting Lyrics like, you know, we'll throw the baby out of the bathwater with every second our anger increases. We're going to smash a nation to pieces. There's no grit to their revolutionary, uh, you know, you know, saber rattle, is there? There's no kind of, there's no texture there, is it? It's just all very general. This could apply to someone in Argentina, which we happen to be playing a stadium in yeah, soon. Yeah, quite, <laughs> you know, quite cynical, it's, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's very cynically sort of self-esteem idols. They're British. They talk about British issues for British people, British women uh, in the main, and uh, and 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 so I think they are more. Of, they're obviously a more important band uh, here. Um, 
you can either go one of two ways. You can become a massive sort of stadium band and you can maintain that granularity like the Manic Street Preachers and just sort of literally just tear up your old... Um, uh, your old uh, history A-level uh, uh, um, uh, essays and then just scatter them into a, uh, onto a Pritt-sticked um, piece of uh, A4 paper and just go, there's the lyrics. Uh, or, yeah. And then and then uh, I just find Richie Edwards' uh, old diaries uh, and, uh, you know, live off them for 10 years. Um, but uh, Or you can kind of become generalists like Muse and they're just kind of trying to sort of... They're trying to sort of get in on the vein of kind of discontent of the people, but they're not willing to be specific or get or upset anyone. Really, it's all very yeah. vague, isn't it? I think the cynical angle is a really interesting one, not one I consider. But I think you're right. I think they've probably looked at at the world and gone, "Wow, people are really pissed off about all these things. Let's write songs about them." Rather mm. than we're really pissed off. We yeah. think people were like this because we're really pissed off. Almost like the anti-punk, if you know what I mean. Mm. I mean that that song, "The Will of the People." The chorus is "The Will of the People, The Will of the Sheeple." I don't think that's that good. I think if we're going to dish out Limp Biscuit stick, we should be dishing out stick for that as well. It sounds like um, uh, The Beautiful People by uh, Marilyn Manson. Yeah, that's, that's the what I thought. The will of the people. The will of the sheeple. Yeah, my my biggest gripe around your idols, your self-esteems, your um, your Sleaford mods is I just don't think it's that good. And I oh, think idols to be truly... and self-esteem are good. Sleaford mods are alright as well. They're they're good. Yeah, but you have to say, say that they're not good. Like, why do Pete, I have to say you, that? Why do I have to say that? Because the people you hang out with, you'd be a pariah if you didn't say, "Yeah, I like Sleaford mods." Look, look I I guarantee. What's your favourite song? I can't What's remember. Song? I can't remember the last time I spoke with my friends about music. I've got one mate, Al, who listens to Radiohead still. Uh, he, he, he'll go and watch Nick Cave every now and again. Uh, the other one's really into the fucking hardcore. I just don't... I find talking about music just so boring. You started it. <laughs> I did, You yeah. just invaded Poland. I, I just read the email out. I, I, th- <laughs> I think... I, all I was going to say was... I, I was being unkind to you there, for which I apologise. Mm. All I was going to say was... the. What I find interesting about that and what I mean by that point I made there, because it's all subjective, right? If you mm. like it, great, it's fine. That's none of my business. But what I think is missed sometimes is that if you want to have the most impact possible, mm-hmm. you have to just write really good songs. Yeah. And people will and that's how it will happen. Mm-hmm. You know, the the way that you know, the way that Radiohead are able to get messaging across, which they do do throughout their music regularly it's just by being fucking massively popular because their songs are really good yeah you know what okay. I mean you can't put the cart before the horse guys is all I'm saying <laughs> that's what I'm saying so just bear it in mind by the way speaking of sheeple you've reminded me of something that I haven't thought about for a long time that used to happen when I first moved to London so I lived in Stockwell in South London in 2004 mm-hmm. and I used to walk up to well, walk up the Wandsworth Road to get the 77 bus into town when I was working at the Capital Radio where I first met you Pete Donson and um Every single morning, because this is way before you could uh, work from home and all that good stuff, um, I used to <laughs> walk up towards the bus stop and loads of people would be walking that way because, of course, loads of people would be going into town for work. Mm. And there was one guy, older guy, probably dead now, sadly. Mm. Um, if he is, God rest him. He didn't have a job and he didn't really do anything. But what he used to do at um, like 8 o'clock in the morning or 7.30 in the morning mm. is he used to go out of his house with a big white lab coat on which he had um graffitied himself and it was all like um 
conspiracy theory stuff about about you know the the Illuminati and about you know the, the capitalist fucking pigs. Mm. And he used to, every single person who used to walk past him used to go morning sheep, morning <laughs> yes, sheep. Yes, and he did stuff. that every single morning <laughs> for the time I lived there, which was like I think two and a half years. Uh, and he, at the time, I just thought of him as as a, as a, as a mild curiosity. I used to think mm. it was quite funny. Now I see him as a proper like ahead of his time like profit because <laughs> if he's still alive now i'm telling you now he's all over the fucking oh, dark web he, yeah he'll be he'll be on tiktok upsetting people won't he oh yeah and that man turned into andrew tate <laughs> kickbox extraordinaire oh yeah let's yo. go let's, let's go finish, let's get out of here all right that's, only, is... that's the best way to finish this show we can't can't do any better than that this has been the bleeding uh little pete show in it for your monday and we're back on thursday at morning at about five o'clock unless something horrific has happened with our uh, upload or indeed our recording schedule uh and we'll be back uh all guns blazing and all batteries popping out of our little anuses uh onto your hands uh <laughs> and we love you very much uh, stay in school uh, do not use we are the battery pipes. daddies we are the battery daddies <laughs> I forgot about the battery daddy oh yeah yeah just look after yourselves alright we're back on Thursday bye bye see ya ta ta Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.